It's a good day to appoint some elders. That's, that's a good day. Uh, just, just so you know, so, so you could breathe a little bit, uh, we, we won't be having a sermon this morning. So, so you, <laughs> just in case you're wondering, you know, we're doing all of this and then Brother Patterson still has to speak, no. So let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me just lighten the mood just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, in, in that joyous type of, 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 of emotion and feeling, we just want to uh, take the opportunity as well uh, to say some things uh, with respect to eldership appointment. Uh, and I know we have uh, a couple uh, families behind here that, uh, that is nervous. Uh, but I just want to take the opportunity to share uh, some scripture with us. This is, this is my version of my preaching. Uh, I'll just be sharing these charges. And I want us to just listen intently because uh, there are some individuals here who have seen this done before in terms of eldership uh, appointments. And of course, there are some individuals here today that this is the very first time that you might have been uh, witness to something like this. Uh, let me just say, there, there is no one way to do this. Uh, the Bible really doesn't give us uh, an outline as to you need to do this, 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 and this. Uh, but it does give us some, some, some identification as to qualifications. It does give us uh, some, some insight into the beauty and the purpose of what we are about to do. Participating in, in, in this today for me personally is, is such an, a, a great honor. Uh, because not, not only am I able to stand here and be a part of this, but I understand the grave and the great responsibility that is placed and is going to be placed upon each and every male and female represented here today. Uh, that's me saying that when you think of an elder or a shepherd, it really involves him, his wife, and his, his family. So let's be thinking about that as I, I share these thoughts today. Paul and Barnabas, as apostles of Jesus, appointed elders throughout the churches that they established on their first missionary journey. Then later, Paul himself would write to both Timothy and Titus, having left them in Ephesus and Crete respectively with a charge of supplying what was lacking and also to appoint elders in these congregations. To this end, Paul offered some guidance to these ministers and these churches to help with identification of potential appointees. So in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, it would read something like this. Here is a trustworthy saying. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. 
If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Titus, as well as Paul writes to Titus, we find similar. In Titus chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, it would read and sound something like this. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder then must be blameless, faithful to his wife, a man whose children is trustworthy and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer manages God's house, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firm to the the, the trustworthy message as it is, has been taught even to him so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine to refute those who oppose it. Those are the requirements, those are the guidelines that Paul, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, would have given to potential bishops, potential shepherds, potential appointees. But now as we endeavor to look specifically, and as I endeavor to give this very specific charge to these families, let me first share two texts that give an appeal, one from the Apostle Paul, who, uh, as far as we know, was not or never became an elder, and the second would be from the Apostle Peter himself, who, as far as we know, became an elder. So Paul would write and he would say this directly to the elders that he called to Miletus from Ephesus. So guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock. His church purchased with his own blood. In other words, that's Paul telling the elders, the church isn't yours, but you sure have to look after it as if it's yours. He says, over which the Holy Ghost has appointed you leaders. For I know that false teachers like ravenous or vicious wolves will come in among you after I have left. They will not spare the flock. Even some men from will rise up and distort truth in order to draw followers after themselves. Watch out, therefore, 
Remember the three years that I was with you, my, my constant watch and care over you night and day, and my many tears for you. And now I entrust you to God and the message of His grace that is able to build you up and give you an inheritance with all those whom He has set apart for Himself. Then He would conclude, help those that are in need. And remember the words of Jesus where He uttered, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Let me share one more appeal and then I will give the charge. Peter, as he writes to the church, he would utter these words, and now, a word to you who are elders in the churches. I too am an elder and witness of the suffering of, of Christ, and I too will share in his glory when he is revealed to the whole world. So as a fellow elder, I appeal to you, care for the flock that God has entrusted to you. Watch over it willingly, not grudgingly. Not for what you will get out of it, but because you are eager to serve God. Don't lord it over the people assigned to your care, but lead them by your own good example. And when that great shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of never-ending glory and honor. Church, would you stand with me? This is not the end of our segment, but this is the end of my segment. Would you stand with me as together I, I read this charge? to these two families. In the presence of Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For the time will surely come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say that which their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from truth and turn aside to myths and fables and worldly philosophies. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure, endure, endure. And I wish I had some of my current elders to say amen. Endure. <laughs> Endure hardship. Do the work you have been called to do. Discharge all the duties of your ministry. 
Do you agree in the sight of God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and this flock? Do you vow to dispense your duties as elders, as shepherds, as overseers, with all of the gifts and the abilities and strength that God has placed in you according to his word and his will.